Hello, Acaville Radio. Welcome to another wonderful episode of Talk Acapella. It's a podcast for the acapella community where we examine the culture as well as the ins and outs of vocal music, along with the people who are working to shape it. I'm one of your hosts, Brian Alexander. Joining me as always is Alicia Edwards. Alicia, how's it going? I'm a little slap happy today, so it's <laughs> it's going to be real fun. <laughs> Why are you in such a good mood now that there's a reason not to be? It's just like last week where I'm so tired. Oh. I'm at that point of no return. Anything <laughs> will make me laugh and I like hit a surge in energy and I'm sure when we're done with this episode I'm just going to crash that's or maybe cool. I'm just really excited to do another episode I, think I don't know that's like, really that what it is you're it. just like so stoked for our guest today is that what's really happening I was gonna say something like really lame and this like dates me a little bit Spice Girls were really popular when I was in elementary <laughs> school and I was like girl power you know so yeah. I mean I'm just really excited for today oh nice so Alicia <laughs> I just gotta bring up so Halloween because I know you are like a Halloween type person I'm gonna to change it up a little bit because normally we save the whole questions thing for our guests at the end which we have some amazing questions for some even more amazing guests but i have to just ask you i want to test your knowledge just really quickly i want to ask you a question can you name two give me two of the top halloween costumes from the last like 10 or 15 years i want to see if you know this i'm changing the script here but two of the top halloween costumes in the last 10 to 15 years yeah just any i'm giving you a wide range i didn't say like the last 10 i'm giving you i was gonna say well if we're talking about mine i could give you a couple answers easy to see how much of a Halloween expert you are here. So just what what comes to mind when you think top Halloween costume? Heidi Klum, hands down. The hollow Heidi Klum costume? No, every year, <laughs> every freaking year, she just outdoes herself. And okay, I'm but- so jealous. And that is like goals for me when it comes to right. Halloween. Jessica Rabbit. Holy cow. Yeah, that was a great costume. That was okay, a really good one. I'm trying to think of another. Think movies. Think TV. You realize I'm, I'm big into like Halloween costumes, right? But not Halloween knowledge? I don't plan do this trivia crap. Here. Yeah, okay. yeah, good job. <laughs> Just give me, can you give me one top Halloween costume from like the last... What would you think is one of the best selling Halloween costumes in the last few years? Captain America? Close. Okay, you're close. I'll give you Captain America, but it's really Iron Man. Let me just read the list here for you. You got the movie. I don't know if you've heard of the movie Hustlers. That was big no. last year. Okay, Wonder Wait, Woman. Wait, who's in it? It depends on who's in it. J-Lo and some other people. Wonder Woman, kids from Stranger oh, Things, Suicide Squad, Frozen. Who from Stranger Things? The kids. The kids. Oh, the kids. I thought you said Kiss. Oh, I was like, Kiss okay. isn't in Stranger Things. Okay, on that note, I got to find me a new trivia partner because- Yeah, I, dude. Yeah, sorry. I, you would not cut it. Okay, well, we're going to get right, to the show. You're right, I would not. Case. Let's get to the show here. And on that note, <laughs> let's get to some acapella stuff because this is depressing. So joining us today, I feel like we have like this little series going on. I was like, this is part three in a multi-series and I'm Ex- doing these weird things with my hands, but <laughs> exactly. last but certainly not least. Yeah. Right. And like, so we've been featuring like the amazing staff at Cutoff Studios. Yes. And we, we started with Matt and then last week we had Allie and Rachel and joining us today, we have a, a few more additions to the Cutoff Studio team. We have none other than Mackenzie Kahn and Lishni Salgado joining us from Cutoff Studios. How are you all doing today? Amazing. So happy to be here. I love the energy that's going on already. <laughs> Oh my God. We, we try it's and set, wild. Yeah, we try and set a tone early on to, you know, just speak for yourself. Going. I mean, it was really difficult not to jump in and be excited. Um, okay, so, oh, like, especially so when now, Spice Girls was mentioned. Oh my God. Physically holding Spice Girls was really popular for like a long time, but they were like at the beginning of their popularity when I was like in elementary. So yeah. I feel like I'm inclined to ask because Alicia just severely disappointed me that either of you know like any of the top <laughs> Halloween costumes from the last few years. When she said Captain America, I thought Iron Man. I figured that was going to be up there. But after you said no, I thought that was probably the next best choice. Well, I'm I'm glad.
glad that we, uh, you know, at least someone was thinking in the right. I'm just gonna go now. So <laughs> no, 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 no. We we need you for this next part. We absolutely need you for this next part. So I'm so happy that we are speaking with the both of you today. This is really cool and exciting because you know so much of acapella. I think from an external perspective, everyone's just like, oh, acapella, singing, performing. But there is so much more that happens behind the scenes, and you know, acapella wouldn't be able to function without all these wonderful, you know, roles and all the different things that people do behind the scenes. And I know that you two have some major roles at Cutoff Studios that we're going to get into. But before we do that, let's learn a little bit about the both of you. Can each of you share with us how you got involved with acapella? Yeah. Lishna, you want to go first? Sure. Actually, I don't even know if Mac knows this story. But TLDR is I got into acapella because of sibling rivalry. I don't know this story. Oh, Oh my God. I'm so excited. Yeah. So I'm a younger sibling and my brother went to university first and there was no acapella when he started at university. So he was like, well, this needs to be corrected. Uh, and started an all-male acapella group mm-hmm. at the University of Waterloo called the Water Boys. They're amazing. Oh. So, uh, me, a little bit of a troublemaker. I end up going to the same university three years after him, and there's no all-female group yet. So, well, no. I'm just gonna, you know, start one. And just, I don't know, when you found a group, I feel like you kind of, you have to do a little bit of everything. You know, you're a little bit of the president, you're a little bit of the MD, you're the arranger, you're everything in one. And I feel like there's no way to start loving something than having to do everything for it and like learning the ins and outs. And I just got hooked. Never went back. So it wasn't even like a direct interest. It was like, well, I want to do this too. <laughs> yeah, it's just like competition. <laughs> kind of. I love Well, I got to ask then, is your brother still involved in acapella? Yeah, well, thank you. <laughs> yes, I've asserted my dominance over this entire yes. area. If that's not yes. the most lishny thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> No. <laughs> what about yourself, Mac- uh, Mackenzie? How did you get involved in acapella? Yeah. When, gosh, when I got to college, I pretty much did not know what acapella was. I went to high school. There was one experience that I had with it. The, there was someone, an alum from my high school who was in the Rochester Yellow Jackets when they were like super good. Okay. And I was a sophomore, I think, in high school. And they came back to perform for us in the auditorium. And I remember being like, oh, my God. But <laughs> mostly because it was just like a bunch of boys who could sing. It didn't really compute the whole acapella part. And I remember being, I was a music major in college and I remember being in choir like the first day and sitting in the alto section and getting a tap on the shoulder from someone behind me being like, you sing, do you want to come audition for our group? And I was like, I'm not sure. Because I was like, I'm in college, I want my friends. And I went to their interest meeting. It was an all-female group called The Girls Next Door. I went to the interest meeting, was like, wow, this is amazing. Went to auditions, did the whole thing. Yeah, fell in love with it on the spot. Nice. So I'm curious, how did you, from there, how did, well... Obviously, there's a lot of collegiate experience there. But later on, can you tell us how you each found your way to cut off studios? When I was in GND, there were two members who auditioned for and spent a summer with Cape Harmony, an all-female professional acapella mm-hmm. group on Cape Cod. I went to visit them that summer. Uh, they, I called them my moms, two of my very best friends. This iteration that I auditioned into of GND, we still have, like, it's the only reason I keep Snapchat. <laughs> it's this one group oh, that I have so with them, um, okay. with a bunch of them. And it's like the way that we communicate. And there's so much of it going on every day. <laughs> they're, they're my people. Awesome. But yeah, I went to visit them for like a hot sack on Cape that summer. And they were like, you need to come do this because I am <laughs> uh, uh, what they might call a lady base. So I have my spot in female acapella. Yes. Yes. I'm sister. A lady base. I love that. Yeah. So uh, I, I auditioned. Yes. I did the thing. I was in Cape Harmony for three summers. And mm-hmm. amidst that, I was doing other acapella things like judging for ICCAs and such. And I okay. met two members of Cutoff at an ICCA up in Potsdam, SUNY Potsdam, and just kind of got to chatting with them. And they were like, yeah, we work together at this thing. And I was like, oh, 
do that because I was, you know, out of mm-hmm. college, not doing anything related to music other than like going back to Cape Harmony for a third summer because I needed to. And <laughs> yeah, it, the next day I got what is now, I'm, you guys might have heard about the infamous DM slide from our own yes. Matt Baker. Oh, yes. I had, had my own the next morning. You, you weren't a victim of that. I was. Okay. I was like a, an invited victim because I talked to okay. Katie and Mickey the night before and then in the morning he was like, hey, so two people really <laughs> like you and I want to chat. <laughs> and that was, gosh, the end of February, beginning of March 2017. Okay, very cool. I'm imagining you were also a victim of the DM slide. Definitely. So is there anyone yeah. who hasn't been? I don't think so. Wait, no, okay. um, Kyle, our vice president of production, I think he reached out to Matt and oh, was okay. like, hey, I miss acapella or I'm about to miss acapella. What do I do? <laughs> and Matt was like, so like come to your little duckling. <laughs> Let me show you the way. <laughs> so like 2% should... of the staff, they actually found the way I by mean, themselves. Matt did the rest. Yeah. So funny. Yeah. <laughs> I should also say, though, I was putting out, I think, a lot of signals. <laughs> oh, uh, I had hopes of joining Cutoff. How were you uh, introduced to them? Like, how'd you f- find out about them? So Cutoff somehow had one of my old group's email, and oh. uh, they were launching a program called the uh, Arranging Academy, and they were just sending out an email to see what interest there was and, you know, inviting people to apply. And my group forwarded this on to all of us, including alumni. And I was, you know, graduated, working a full-time job, missing acapella like crazy, and I thought, <laughs> this is my chance. Maybe I join this academy and then, you know, maybe I could actually join the company after if they like me a lot. So I applied for the academy. I put so much work into the application and like going through all of my like arrangements in my portfolio and picking everything out, send it all in. And then I get the DM slide from Matt saying, (laughs) you know, the academy, we, you actually might be a little too advanced for it, but we'd love to stay connected. Wow. And that just kind of led to this. And, you know, he said that and I was like, yes, let's stay connected. And I so wanted to be like, can I join? And I was like, no, Lishni. No, that is that is way too extra. That is way too far. Just, just wait for it. And I was dying for it. And eventually, eventually he said, you know what? We only could talk about you joining the studio. Oh, that's so funny. So. I love it. He takes his time. That's so awesome. So, yeah. Just that idea and that concept of, you know, like being in the studio performing and, you know, just being in that music environment. How big of a role does that play like in, you know, the appeal of working in a studio? Is that something that you all thought about when you're like, oh, I'll just be. I'll be able to be around music 24-7. That's a reason why I want to do this. Or is it just completely separate from that? Does that idea ever cross your mind? Well, for me, I'm very structured in how I organize my life. So if I, yeah, (laughs) just a little bit. (laughs) So I know if I want to be involved in something, I have to have some sort of commitment to it. So that, I think that's why I wanted to join an acapella company. Something uh, that means it's not just me forcing myself to stay accountable and stay involved. There's an external force. So I think very much for me, that answer would be yes. Okay. I get that. That makes sense. I like structure in my life as well, so I can relate there. What about you, Mackenzie? Does that did that play a role at all in your your decision to, to continue on with Cutoff? Listening to Lishni's answer, I can only think about the theme that we have in the studio conversations, especially in like <laughs> our VPs chat. We have people in the studio that are type A, hard type A, and people in the studio who are hard type B. <laughs> I would be that polar opposite of Lishni where she is she's got her stuff together and I just kind of flail from day to day. And <laughs> I just- don't. I just like to pretend I do. I act on pure emotion and love for the world and optimism and positivity and human sunflowerness. You know what? Sometimes we need it's, that. I, so. I cannot stop it. So I've just grown to accept it. Okay. So when I met these people at this like super fun acapella thing, it's something that I love so much that I miss 
this, you know, every day of my life. It's music has always been such a huge thing. And I have two acapella related tattoos on my body, oh, logos nice. for both things. I get like, okay. I'll, I'll get a cut off one at some point. It'll happen. You know, it's not. <laughs> See, that's what I haven't heard enough of, you know, acapella tattoos. Oh, yeah. Like, right. Where, all I don't think at? I've ever heard of someone having. An oh, my gosh. Tattoo. I have my college acapella logo on my finger because that's what? where I decided to get that. And then I have the Cape Harmony. Okay. So Cape Cod is shaped like an arm. So I got it on my left oh. arm where we, we have a house in Hyannis and I got it kind of where Hyannis is on the map. Yeah. That is so cool. Yeah. And there's like a couple of us who have a wheel tattoo somewhere on our body. Um, it's very sorority like, I guess it's family. Um, that's so cool. I think it's very I just express every ounce of myself everywhere I possibly can. So <laughs> yeah, it was it's something that I'm just so passionate about and I love so much and I always want to be involved with in any capacity. Like it's the dream. And at that point I was living my dream job by singing a cappella professionally. So to be approached and be like, hey, like we do this thing that's like it's what we call, of course, a passion project, buzzword at this point. And it was like, you mean I can keep this in my life? Then I'll do whatever <laughs> you want me to do. Like, <laughs> yes. So talk to me a little bit about your individual roles at Cutoff, because this is the part that's really fascinating that I really wanted to get both of you on the show to discuss, because I know that McKenzie, you're the VP of communications, and then Lishni, you're the VP of operations. So what exactly do those roles look like on a you know day-to-day routine? What, what are you doing with the company? Yeah, sure. So VP of operations, when I came to Cutoff, we had two amazing flagship products or services, which would be our production department, our audio production, which is amazing, and our lens program. But there's so much more that uh, I felt we could do for acapella. So operations kind of houses all of the other services that we offer or are trying to offer. So for example, we have an internship program that falls under operations. We also have a masterclass program, which by the way, is operating fully virtually right now. We knew it was yes. operating virtually. I didn't know it was right the second though. So that's awesome. Yeah. And then we also have a video department that it's uh, just newly launching right now, but we're offering, you know, virtual video editing, consultation, all of that as well. And that all kind of uh, falls in operations. We're kind of the catch-all for everything, uh, including <laughs> any new initiatives that anyone wants to do someone dreams it and then we make it happen awesome that sounds so exciting i'm like and just hearing that my mind didn't process it until now but normally when we think of like recording studios you know you think of the the mic room and you think of the switchboard and stuff like that but when i hear so much more and learn more about everything that goes on at cutoff i'm just like convinced i'm like okay this is definitely like a production company like if you're like working with film and movies and stuff this is like insane (laughs) this is absolutely amazing and and brian wants to intern there one day matt told him him he could do it well you know it's a very competitive Is it? You know what? Whatever it takes, you know. I'm sure you're really qualified. (laughs) We have five tracks. You have what? Uh, Five internship tracks. Ooh, okay. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, there's got to be a chance. Yeah. He wants to do all of them at once. There's a spot for everyone at Cutoff. <laughs> we like to say, or I like to say, perhaps, there is no rules. And that is the coolest thing about this studio is like, yeah. there is, there's no rules. It's what we want to do. So if there is an idea, it's just tell somebody and let's figure it out. Let's make it happen. Kind of like okay, just so what Lishni said. Okay, dreams are still alive here. This is great. <laughs> okay, so Mackenzie, VP of Communications. Yeah. Tell me a little bit more about that. I'm sure you can kind of assume communications is such a huge <laughs> department. We touch yeah. everything because I mean, how else does this community function? Like acapella in general, even if you live in a city, I, I live in Boston and there's a million and a half acapella groups in the college world here. But how do they stay connected? How do you get to know anyone? How do you do anything? It's all through 
talking to each other and making this community and social media the monster that it is. So most of our department does focus on our social media, our Facebook page, our Instagram, our budding TikTok, which will just be filled with nonsense. It will be super, (laughs) super fun, as well as we have our website, which is kind of like split between comms and like our administrative branch right now. Rachel is kind of uh, redoing, taking the reins on that, but that's partially our vein as well. All of our branding and just like general marketing materials were kind of the hub where the other vice presidents or directors come to myself, my director of social media and a new director with an unnamed position so far where we're, we just onboarded <laughs> someone who Secrets. we are um, placing in a second director position. So we're figuring out where she fits first, but the three of us we will be approached by the other departments to say like, oh, we've got this project going out. How do we develop this? We have this objective. Can we get something out about this? So for example, we've recently had meetings with our video department about different promos that we want to run. We frequently meet with, we've got a communications intern right now who is running stuff for our virtual lens, which if you don't know about virtual lens, you should check out what we've got on social media so far. Shout out to Alyssa. She's been amazing. Yeah, it's just, is it's everything. It's making sure that what we've got going on is as available as possible to the people that can benefit from it because the reason that we're here is to share what we have and keep enjoying this community and making it better. Comms is like the heart and soul. I also like to say I'm the personal cheerleader of Cutoff Studios because (laughs) I'm just excited about everything all the time. So if you need to pick me up, just like tell me something good about your life. (laughs) I feel like communications is so pivotal in any organization. Like if it's not there, the walls will crumble. Oh, for sure. We went through a big old restructuring at the beginning of quarantine because we had Mm -hmm. the time for it and just the (laughs) the people to the brain power. Yeah. I mean, I was unemployed. I was ready to go on this. Are you kidding? Something to Mm -hmm. occupy myself? Yeah. So we had we had the kind of gift of being able to devote some time and reorganize how we work, which was super awesome because I was drowning as someone who like my my director of social media came on in June and her name is Kiara. Shout out to Kiara. I love you so much. You're amazing. (laughs) She's been the best to work with. Our other director, Lauren, is awesome. It's just it's so like a whole 180 from where we were with one person trying to hold it together to like three people plus an intern right now. It all timed itself really nicely, which is hard to say given, you know, the world. But like if we can find blessings anywhere, it's it's the little things. So Yeah, and I'm just listening to the roles that both of you hold and not only are they just like so instrumental and pivotal to like any organization or business, just discussing with you all for the short time that we have, I can see that both of you are like perfect fits for your roles. Just look <laughs> I'm like the, the organization and the structure with Lishni and then everything that goes on the communication and the passion behind it. I, I just, I feel it. It's just coming straight through. Like, it's like awesome. And- it's like emanating through our computer screen. And you know what? <laughs> Big thanks to Matt Zager for that because he is the person who puts the, all of this together. But yeah, you're absolutely right. I think that the beauty of Cutoff is that we have so many different people and so many different personalities and mindsets and outlooks and experiences that all come together and like fit exactly in this kind of like fun abstract puzzle that we have and it's it's a very very cool experience to have an environment to you know be involved in and, and also in Cutoff, I work in tech, so I always like to say we basically function like a startup. Like everyone's wearing as many hats as they want. If there's an area you want to get involved in, then go and we will support you. So then because of that, everyone kind of has the chance to mold their own role for how they want to work with the student, how they want to give back to the acapella community. So yes, it's very natural that Mac and I have fallen into the roles <laughs> we have. But there is a reason for that good fit. And it's it does boil down to the faith that Matt has in each of us. A lot of companies, actually, I, I can really only think of maybe one or two that might be 
similar in scope to what you're all doing, but I can't say that honestly, the depth, just everything that's going into it is on the same level of what I'm learning about cutoff. So I'm like, man, props to you guys for putting together something amazing and incredible. And unfortunately, we do have to take a quick commercial break, but don't go anywhere because we're going to continue speaking with Mackenzie and Lishney right here on Tacapella. Tacapella is broadening our network. We're introducing a new show and podcast called Vocal Perspective, hosted by myself, Rachel Schoenbaum, and the amazing Amanda Cornaglia. Each week, we speak with a new female or female-identifying member of the acapella community to talk about ideas, themes, and topics that affect us. Tune in at Acaville on Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, 6.30 p.m. Pacific, or on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Acaville, home of vocal perspective. And welcome back to Acapella. That's right. We are here with Mackenzie and Lishney from Cutoff Studios. Mackenzie is the Vice President of Communications, and Lishney is the Vice President of Operations. And it's been a really fun chat so far. Brian and I were, were saying that it, it feels so natural to be talking with them, and there's so much value that they've brought, and I'm going to stop talking now because I want them to share more wisdom with me. I think that we learn a lot in terms of music, performing, and from being involved and collegiate acapella and singing with musicians from various backgrounds. I think also that there's a lot that can be learned on the non-performance side of acapella from working together with individuals who share similar passions. Mackenzie, you said it. It's, it's a passion project with Cutoff Studios. I'm curious to both of you, are there any lessons, thoughts, or epiphanies that come to mind when you think about the time you've shared working with the rest of the Cutoff team? Uh, <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> Can I list the things that don't, the lessons I haven't learned? Because there's not many. <laughs> that works too. Yeah. yeah, wow. I don't know. This may surprise people at this point, but I'm like a highly spiritual person. I feel my way through life and acapella has always been like a very like big part of my heart. And I mean, I've, what year is it? How could I forget? So I've been doing acapella for like 10 years almost at this point. And it's each group has shaped me. So again, I have two acapella tattoos. I'm going to get my third with cutoff. And that's the third acapella thing that I've been involved with. You know, like it's, <laughs> it's such an integral part. I think about my life before acapella and I'm like, how did I not? It's I, my best friend, my roommate is the person like a stranger who I shared a bed with in Cape Harmony my third summer and like we still live together it's huge and being with Cutoff being with this insanely like-minded group of individuals who are so talented in so many different ways I learn new things every day whether it's related to acapella or not we talk constantly we are always sharing things whether we answer or not we're participating i've learned endless amounts of things about myself about music about the way that the acapella community works the way that i want it to work the way that we can make it work the possibilities that are available to everybody through cutoff studios and my other acapella ventures for sure Definitely. I think for me, I have like an acapella community answer. And then I have a cutoff answer. And the cutoff answer, it's a lesson that I feel like I keep on relearning throughout my life, which is everything always starts with relationships. Cutoff being a virtual company, you know, if we weren't talking, we really wouldn't exist. So it all comes down to building that trust with whoever it is you're working with. Some of these people I've met in person for an hour, and that's it in my entire life. A lot of them I've never actually met in person, but I feel so close to them. I know I can trust them. I know I can work with them and I love doing it. And that really just comes to what Cutoff has taught me about, you know, there's so many different ways to get things done. It all just boils down to that relationship. I am curious. Have you two met in person? Once. Yes. Well, I guess technically once, twice because it was okay. two days. <laughs> yeah, it was <laughs> September 2017. Okay. We had a retreat. It was my first retreat. It was Lishni's first retreat yeah, at nice. Matt's old apartment with his now wife and their new puppy oh. at the time. She was a baby, oh. wasn't she? Oh my God. Oh my gosh. And now she they have so a baby. And now they have a baby. <laughs> 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 it was born on their anniversary. 
get me started. It's yeah. also my other friend's anniversary. So I just like, I went to Matt's wedding one year. I baked a wedding cake for, or like cupcakes for my friend the next year. And then the following year on both of their anniversaries, there was a baby. Not good. <laughs> Not great oh for God. me. Yeah, we did meet. And I, I remember it like it was yesterday. Like it's it's exactly what Lishni says. It doesn't, it's, there are people who I haven't met. I haven't met either of my directors in person or any oh, wow. of, you know, the new people. We haven't had a cutoff event. Oh, ouch. Since November? Last year. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was art because we had some in person events scheduled for the spring, but of course, done didn't really pan out. Kind of want to hashtag 2020. <laughs> so, so, something that both of you mentioned in your statements really stood out to me. You, you both talked about this idea of relationships and acapella, and I think that's the thing that I always go back to and I can kind of pick out from every time I have a conversation with someone who's been in the art form for so long. They mention in one way or another, relationships and acapella is what really makes the experience at the end of the day. And I always find that so fascinating because, you know, at the end of the day, what we're creating, what we're doing here is art, and there's something so extremely personal about it. So it's hard not to build those relationships and you know just really connect with people whether it's intentional or, or not at the end of the day you can find people that just you know go online on youtube watch video and be like man that video absolutely moved me just because it was voices it was so personal it was so pure at the end of the day so i, I really like that what you're bringing to the table here in terms of discussing relationships and and acapella is that something that you feel like you go when you're working with your your different clients or you know your team or things like that is that an easy thing to just really build in the community do you feel like acapella does that well or is that a struggle at all at least going from maybe a cutoff client perspective it's interesting because you know we are a company and our clients come to us because there's something they need they often have this assumption that it's going to be very you know transactional like we need this and we'll give you this and then you give us this and then you know we'll pay you sort of thing but there's so much more to it especially for cutoff where you know we want to really emotionally invest in our clients where they're coming from where they want to go you know what's the reason behind this project like are you doing this for a charity are you trying to uh, reconnect with your alumni group whatever it is and understand that and then bring that into the project. There was a recent video project that we just finished that'll be launching in a couple days. So I guess it'll be out by the time this episode goes live. And my director of video was handling it and it was for my old group, the Acapellas, okay. the all-female group I founded in retaliation to my older brother. <laughs> Love it. Um, and thank you. And for that, our director of video, she's never you know worked with the Bellas before anything like that, um, but she was the one editing the project and it was an alumni project and the song we picked Halo by Beyonce so a little bit okay. more of an emotional song as well and she and I were both looking at the video revising it you know passing feedback back and forth things like that it was maybe the third last revision that we were watching it and the climax of the song hit and I got emotional Aww. and so did she and this is the thing like there's a reason for me to get emotional I've invested <laughs> so much love and time in this group but my director of video Sam who I love so much she's amazing she was getting emotional and she's like this isn't even my group Group, but you know what <laughs> this means this means that the video is right it means it's hitting the emotional arc of the song and i feel like that side of it shouldn't be forgotten i'm like emotional hearing about that <laughs> <laughs> acapella is relationship like that absolutely everything is relationships Every i wouldn't be part of cutoff if i hadn't formed a relationship with katie and mickey at iccas i wouldn't be part of acapella if 
I hadn't formed a relationship with music. It's so much beyond, I don't know. I think of relationships and it's like, why is it just the people? Why is it not your relationship to the way it makes you feel as well? It's kind of funny because today I actually, I have to go, when this is over, go share it on my Instagram story and all of that because two years ago today was our first Lens event in at GW, at George Washington University. And I was looking through pictures that I have and I have a picture with our cutoff staff that was there in front of our banner and it warmed my heart. I have a picture with the GW Pitches who was my first master class that was my second event but at my first event they were my first master class that I ever did and I have their sweatshirt in my dresser drawer right now I had a picture with Mason some noise from George Mason University who came to another lens and who I I still communicate with we have just relationships that we like we went back to GW and did a whole lens event focused on their six collegiate groups because it's cut off and there's no rules so if you want to do fun things with the acapella groups at your college we can do that too. And it was an awesome day. And we were going to do another one, COVID. But like all of these <laughs> pictures that I was going through, I was just like, I, I talked to this person from this group. I, we are still working with this group. We've got, we just took on a new director of finance, Hey Shelpa, who is from the VCU Rams, who has come to like three lens events, I think. Right. Allie is from One No Stand, who came to our two right. room. It's all connected. It's all who you know. It's all just, I mean, how else does anything in this world function? Of course. Right. That's awesome. Yeah, it's the people. Yep. I want to um, kind of pivot here a little bit because I am kind of really talented at social media stalking people. I like to ask some fun questions. I have a couple questions for Lishni and I have a couple questions for Mackenzie. Oh my God. So Everything. I'm going to start with Lishni. So, <laughs> oh no. I mean, I, it started with Google. I happen to know in your collegiate days, not only did you found the acapellas, but you were also the president of the University of Waterloo's Acapella Club. I'm curious as <sighs> To how that experience has prepared you for your time in cutoff. Oh my. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we have our ways of finding information. Yes. Yeah. Oh, geez. When is your birthday, Alicia? Oh. Can I ask? My, yeah. March 2nd. Why? Because you're Pisces. I'm just wondering. Oh, okay. Okay. Yes. The short answer is yes. Being president of the UW Acapella Club, which I'm shook that you found because um, it was a short it was a happy time but it was a short time because it was a lot of work and I had other things I wanted to do but yeah that definitely prepared me for my acapella experience because well the University of Waterloo we have a very strong like business background okay. uh, we have a very strong co-op program and I do feel that kind of informs the student body of that university so the acapella club it's a federation of all of the different groups that spring up at the University of Waterloo but we kind of treat it a little bit like business. We use the good parts of capitalism. So for example, (laughs) we've organized every term, there's an end of term concert that all the groups come together and perform at. And then the money from that goes to hire paid professionals to come in and workshop the groups the next term or while renting the facilities, things like that for the performance opportunity of the end of term concert. Uh, There's lots of things like that. And I think it it got me thinking of, I guess, the different ways you can give back to acapella, especially on the administrative side. Mm -hmm. I think I always knew I was type A, but I didn't know how (laughs) type A or the unique crossroads of type A and like my amazing artsy hobbies. And I guess it just really allowed me to explore that side. Very nice. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna switch to Mackenzie because my first question for her is kind of similar. But before I do that, I have to give her a shout out because she, I mean, read that she won Best Soloist at ICCA quarterfinals in 2012. So, so wait, hold, here's, here's the funny story about that is when I walked into, so I sat down at ICCA's to judge in 20. 20- 
2017 in February with uh-huh. Mickey and Katie and we're going through acapella history and I'm like, blah, 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 won this, blah, blah, blah. And he turns to me and he was like, oh yeah, I judged that quarterfinal. What? And I was like, you gave me best <laughs> solo? And he was like, Aww. you earned it. And I was Aww, like, that's so okay. Nice. <laughs> and for this, I mean, a solo on that same number, you were nominated for a Cara too. Yeah, it was the same solo. So congratulations. Thank you so that's much. very impressive. Turning tables um, on the album GND or The Girls Next yeah. Door by The Girls Next Door. It's a pink cover. You can find it on Spotify and Apple Music, but it's kind of hard to find because The Girls Is Next Door pulls up. Oh no, we're going to go find that. <laughs> well, it, it pulls up so much wait, 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 stuff. Wait. It's, it's not pink. It's pink. The, the No, no, no. The, the album Adele. cover. The album cover is pink. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> for people okay. looking for it. Yeah. No. It's... I was like, oh no. No, no, no. Turning Tables Please is by it. Oh, no. Oh, Amanda, I know. don't put in there that I didn't know that that was the album. Okay. <laughs> Mackenzie, your LinkedIn profile oh tells me that you've been working in social media since 2015. How has that prepared you for your time with Cutoff? Oh, yeah. So I, I did a various amount of social media stuff for Cape Harmony as well as mm-hmm. for my dad's company for a little while. And then, yeah, it, it's. I think that just staying engaged and involved on a level that was beyond like my personal profile and what I did definitely prepared me. But I, I would say that my my own personal social media habits absolutely also put me in a position mm-hmm. to deal with that. But especially through Cape Harmony, you know, staying on the nose of what was effective in getting people's attention. It was definitely a different kind of social media because in the nature of Cape Harmony, it was like we have a show here. Right. We have a show here. Right. Come to the Cape. Come vacation for the summer mm-hmm. and come see us. Right, Look how right. cute we are in our Lomahi gold dresses. Oh. Yeah, but it, it definitely, like, I wouldn't have been able to go into a blind, that's for sure. And the, right. the connections that I have made through that as well absolutely have been a benefit, I think, to cut off. Awesome. Thank you. Okay. Spoiler alert. I, I told I told you how I found all this information. I work in HR. So <laughs> LinkedIn is kind of like where I live sometimes. Help. I don't actually do any recruiting, but I do like connecting with people on LinkedIn. So I got all this information from LinkedIn. Oh my gosh. Listening. Oh, your LinkedIn profile says that you are the founding head conductor of the Acabellas. What does this Guilty. mean? And how is this different, if at all, from typical acapella groups? Well, I guess... The reason for the slightly different term is just because we're Canadian. And I don't know if I've mentioned yet that we're Canadian, which is Mac is laughing because I, I, I tell everyone that I'm Canadian because there's uh-huh. only three of us in the studio and it does feel a bit like, yeah, we're the token. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. That's fantastic. So I guess it's, it's more keyed to a little bit of my background. I mostly got into acapella just in university. So, okay. but I had a very choral background. So, you know, stepping into the MD role, I was like, okay, yeah. Yeah, I'm conductor. Didn't mean I was waving my hands, but I was owning the musical stuff. <laughs> well, when I read um, founding head conductor, I was like, what does that what does that mean? <laughs> yeah. It means I was young and didn't realize what a phenomenon a cappella was. Okay. And I was like, I guess this is what I'm doing. So yeah, yeah that's my title. Perfect. Okay. Mackenzie, also from LinkedIn. Haha. Ha. Um I love this game. I learned that you are an assistant pastry chef. So obviously this has nothing to do with acapella, but I got to know. What is something that people assume is really hard to bake, but really isn't? Oh my gosh. And I'm talking about something that is tasty and sweet, none of this hard crap. I want to say everything because I just like, I really firmly believe that everyone can bake if you just like, the secret to baking is getting all of your ingredients first and getting them put out in the amounts, not doing it as you go, lay it out, figure out yourself and read through the whole recipe, read the entire thing, make sure you know what's happening next because like sometimes things happen fast. But I would say the 
easiest recipe that I can think of. I mean, like... That people think is hard. Oh my god, that people think is hard. But it's really not. Uh, I made naan bread last night. Oh. Yeah, I made naan and my boyfriend made chicken tikka masala, so we had a little dinner, but it's super, it's so easy. Bread is like not that hard. I don't know. It's patience. But naan itself is like, it was just flour, sugar, salt, yeast, like active dry yeast, and then you add oil and water, and then you like, you either knead it or you put it in your thing with your dough hook. I thought you were going to say you beat it. That's what I do say. You beat it, personally. (laughs) It's a great way to, like, if you're trying to work through some stuff, just make some bread. Yeah. And then, yeah, you let it sit, and then you (laughs) fry it in a pan. It's very, very quick. But I I would say, like, the perfect chocolate chip cookie is the recipe on the Toll House package. Oh, Follow that to a T. Use cold butter and beat your butter for, like, like, use an electric mitt. Don't do it by hand. Do not make your chocolate chip cookies and beat your sugar and butter by hand. What? You will exhaust yourself. You want to do that with either a hand mixer or in a stand mixer and get that stuff going for eight to ten minutes. Like you want that fluffy. And then right. add your eggs and then add your dry. See, it wanna... should surprise exactly no one that I'm taking notes right now. Oh, listen, <laughs> right. I, I literally send me questions when I am so happy to be like a consulting baker. I just want everyone to be able to make their happiest things <laughs> and categorize me as the mean girl's chick, rainbow, sunshine, cake, whatever. I think we could talk about that all day and all night. Now, and... I suddenly I'm like extremely hungry now. Thank you for that. <laughs> and so on that, so I, I feel like I've gotten, I've gotten a sense of who both of you are and I, I feel like... Like I can get a real honest answer out of this next question here. So I'm curious at what from both of you are your thoughts on the current state of acapella. I'm curious in the sense that have your early ideas of the art form like state, you know, fairly consistent with where it stands today? Have they changed? Have they pivoted a little bit? Or And do you feel like differently about the things that initially drew you into the to the style of music? <laughs> I know big question. It's a bit loaded. I'm big sure. Q. Uppercase Q, if you will. <laughs> well, I, I guess for me, I definitely I was a music nerd. I, I got into it for the love of the craft. I got into it pre Pitch Perfect, which dates me a little bit, but uh, same. Um, pre Glee, all of that. <laughs> So I just did it because like, oh my God, like singing is the thing I felt most comfortable uh, of all like musical expression. And this is a way for me to create like full comprehensive art with just people's voices. So, I mean, that part has obviously stayed with me, but I guess I didn't realize how established it is, especially in the States and, you know, the different vibes of the different acapella groups and all right. of that. Like I said, I got into all female because of course women can do it better. Not realizing at the You're time um, how I was, I was a feminist, just not knowing it yet. But, you know, there's so much more to it than that. Yeah, I kind of lost where I was going with that. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I kind of get what you're what you're saying here. Yeah. And it's and it's crazy. I'm like, even just looking from the, the all female perspective, I'm like, well, they've been amazing forever. But like just the momentum that's been happening in the last few years with all female groups. And I feel like a lot more people are becoming aware uh, that, hey, you know what, they're for whatever whatever controversies that were ever out there, whatever thoughts that surrounded it, you know what? No, they're just as equally talented on the same level. You know, and some groups really just outdo a lot of the guy groups out there. So I, I get what you're saying. You know, there's a lot. Girls, yeah, what about you, Mackenzie? Anything, has anything shifted for you in terms of the, the current state of acapella or, you know, where it once was? I mean, I, I'm just like ruminating on the all-female acapella points because like, that's what I do. That's my thing. Yes. And I just, I think about like the youngness of Cape Harmony in comparison to like the two other guys on like the Cape and Islands the hyena sound and the vineyard sound who were have been around at this point for about twice as long as we have it's well no not anymore they're both entering and they're like late 20 summers and we just celebrated our 15th this summer virtually so you know look out for cape harmony next year alumni concert 
CH Sweet oh. 16 because we couldn't do our 15th cool. this year. So right, right. we're going to have a Sweet 16 instead. That's awesome, though. Yeah. I like how you've spun that. It's not me. It's all all thanks to the girls of Cape Harmony 2020 who, you know, conducted a whole summer virtually. We did the responsible thing and, you know, stayed stayed where they were did the thing that they thought was best um, as a group. And it was a really difficult decision for them. So big shout out to Cape Harmony. I love you ladies. They're all my children. I mean, I just, on a personal level, acapella is always, it's just, it's such a a source of joy for me and something that I never expected. Again, like pre Pitch Perfect. I was in high school during Glee, but it was, yeah, I don't know. I didn't know what it was and suddenly it was my world. And suddenly it was all that I wanted to do. The fact that I can still, and I think it's, it kind of speaks to the people that we have in off in the the groups that we work with regularly that the people that I interact with in the acapella community most frequently just fuel that fire of I want to do this and I want to be here and I want to be involved. I'm not like a super active Facebook person myself. So I know that there's like a bunch of groups and a bunch of discussion that happens over there. And I am in that, but I don't really, I like the app's not on my phone. It's not something that I super interact with anymore. But when I think of the acapella community, it goes beyond that. And it goes just straight to the people that I know and like the girls in Cape Harmony that I interact with on literally a daily basis. My roommate, who I love so much, my friends and other acapella groups, Cutoff Studios, who I talk to every day. If anything, it's just this sense of community within acapella, especially as it's virtual, especially as we're going through what we are as a community right now. It's just grown stronger. Like I've just fallen more in love with it. It's it's become more of a source of like just happiness and excitement for life in the next day and like what's coming next. There's just, there's opportunity everywhere. There's so much love in this community too. Like I, I just, the more that I am in it, the more that I see it. So yeah, I couldn't agree more with that. Yeah. I think there's a lot to be said for the, the passion that's in this community and the people that are in it as well. I'm like, it really just takes everything up to another level. And unfortunately on that note, we do have to take one more quick commercial break, but don't go anywhere because we're going to come right back and continue speaking with Mackenzie Mlishny right here on Talkapella. Every week for an hour, we hand over the keys to the station to, wait, is that right? The listeners? It's true. You, our listeners, can choose what we play for our requests and dedications hour. You can catch it every Thursday at 9 p.m. in the East, 6 p.m. Pacific, and then again on Sundays at 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. East, 2 a.m. and 2 p.m. in the West. It's a chance for you to head to our website, pick some tunes that you want to request, or make a dedication. We'll play them right here on our air. And we are back on Tacapella for our final segment of the show with Lishni and Mackenzie from Cut Off Studios. And this is our segment of the show where we bring out our Tacapella traditions. So we start that with a round of rapid fire questions for our guests. So Mackenzie and Lishni, are you ready? Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> I'm born ready. I'm ready for the <laughs> <of the> honest <laughs> answer. Okay, thanks. Brian, are you ready? I thought it was, but now I'm questioning it a little bit just because. <laughs> oh. yeah. See, it's All right, catching. so we're carrying this. Let's go. <laughs> See, All right, catching. so we're carrying this. Let's go. And here we go. Question number one. What was your most impressive Halloween costume? Oh, my God. Last year, my apartment was characters from BoJack Horseman and oh you know what no I can't I cancel I was Princess Carolyn it was great but like my actual most it was not Halloween it was a Cape Harmony Halloween in summer I was Debbie Thornberry which if I toss my hair right and it was pretty long at the time what about you Lishni I'm gonna have to go with a couple's costume I don't know if anyone here has seen Archer. Yes. It's yes. on Canadian yes. Netflix. Yes. Yeah. So my husband and I were Sterling and it was oh, nice. amazing. Yes. <laughs> Easy costume and worked so well. And the entire night he 
was just ribbing me and I was yelling I'm at him. I'm obsessed with that. It was a lot of fun. so funny. I'll send the pictures over. Yes. Yes, please do. Two great sets of costumes. I love it. All right, question number two. What's your favorite non-acapella activity? Baking. Yeah, yeah that's course. great. Okay. I don't know if this counts as an activity, but I'm a pretty big Redditor. So. <laughs> okay. That <Okay>. counts. <laughs> <laughs> if it counts, then oh, love yes. it. Cats or dogs? I have two cats. Ooh, sorry. Cats. What? Whoa. I mean, no, listen. No, I love no, dogs. No, I love no, dogs. No, My no, family has three cats. dogs, but if I'm gonna have a really? pet, it's gonna be Still a cat. cat. Okay, wow. I have three cats, so yeah. I mean, I consider myself like a cat and dog. Person, I mean, this is but... this is Jody right here. I've been petting her throughout, so she's chilling. I, I think she is beautiful. She is perfect. <laughs> My cats are upstairs because they're not allowed down in the basement. So I'm so respectful of the fact that you are able to have rules like that. Well. it's <laughs> Technically, my husband is allergic. Uh, yeah, these which cats we did rule not my know life. until after we had all three of them, uh -huh. and we had had one of them for a few years by this point. And then he had to go see an allergist uh, for like an unrelated issue and found out he was allergic to cats. Yeah, that was really I don't know. If you want to be in my life, like you better be taking some allergy medicine if you're allergic to cats. Like yeah, suck it up. Yeah. Sorry, I don't <laughs> well, know. <laughs> when we found out, when we found out he was allergic, I was like really, really sad, and I said. <laughs> Do you want to get rid of cats? And he goes, when they die. And I'm like, oh. oh God. I'm oh, sorry. my God. I would say at least half the people that I know who live with cats are like, again, my roommate, severely allergic, takes stuff every day. Oh, no. She loves them, though. She's like, I wish I could put my face on them. Like, sorry, I'll oh, do it yeah. for you. I do I do all the time. The very first person on our show who ever said cats was Kyle. Yeah. Really? And I think I think one of the two last week might have said cats. I'm yeah, obsessed. we have one person last week say it. I, which, uh, I feel so like that would have been Rachel more than Allie. Because Allie has a dog Ooh. who she loves so 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 much that was that, probably that, what that it was, was probably accurate grubby that. yeah anyway that's that's all we always ask that question all right question four what is your most memorable performance oh my gosh i it was my last performance with cape harmony as an official member and it was this big party on cape it was a private party we were booked for and we sang off of a balcony to like a crowd below which obviously like is really like we were shouting we were screaming the entire time but we were like moving out the next day so we were like let's get it all we got and the last song we sang was dancing queen which you can find on cape harmony's album edge of the water and that was it was just like the last time that i was gonna sing with this group it was the last time we were gonna sing as a group together and it was like the most fun that i've ever had singing off a balcony <laughs> for me it's really hard to choose but and i'm finding all my instincts to not go with one of my group's icca performances but there's just this one song we did that really moved me it was Around the time the Hunger Games movie came out, the first one, and I think one of the songs on that was Safe and Sound by the Civil Wars. Yeah. Yes. So we did a cover of that. And then some at some the acapellas. So the acapellas did a cover of that. And at some point during, I think it wasn't even the arranging process, it was afterwards when we were building the choreo for the song, that one of our members who has a deaf foster brother decided to incorporate sign language so as a soloist for the song i had to learn how to sign each of the verses the group was signing the chorus and also just incorporated sign language inspired movements into some of the other parts of the song it was just really really moving and i still remember performing that live with the audience and you know the connection there it was it was heavy but it was right is there a video of that oh, yeah. somewhere i would love to see that i'm so emotional oh my god wow that's beautiful oh, <laughs> oh no yeah, I'm pretty sure it's on YouTube. Wow. Yeah, I need to find that too. Dang. Can you send us yeah. that too? Yeah, of course. Okay, thanks. 
If you could trade lives with someone, who would it be? Oh my god, what? My cat, my cat Jody. She has the best <laughs> okay. life. She's so spoiled. We have a little plaque downstairs that says the the cat rules. Like we just live here, something like that. Like she, I would do anything for that cat, and she yep. knows it. No, we we have similar yeah, stuff. I would absolutely. We have a sign that says, "If cats could talk, they wouldn't." <laughs> yeah, no, she's she's spoiled to all heck. So yeah, I would trade I trade lives with my cat for That's sure. Awesome. There you go. I don't know if I would trade lives. Like that was my first thought too. I was like, I don't know. I, yeah, my life is pretty like, awesome. I like to think so. You know, and I've, like I've worked so hard and invested in so many different areas that you know I'm really happy with what I'm doing. And there's more I want to do. I think I just want more time, mm-hmm. more okay. free time. That's what I would Fair say. Enough. I would maybe a version of myself that yeah. had won the lottery, so <laughs> okay. I can oh do God, exactly literally what I wanted myself, when I but with more money. <laughs> myself, but with a little more stability. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. All awesome. right. Question six: If you could interview a famous person, who would you choose? Kristen Chenoweth. Mm. Like She's oh, okay. the closest thing I have to an idol. She's amazing. She is. Uh, Amy Poehler. I love Amy I Poehler. Love her. I've been watching Parks and Rec and I just die every yeah, time. I, Leslie Nope with a touch of Chris Traeger in me. That's where we're at. <laughs> <laughs> what song is the anthem of your life? For some reason, all I can think is like, <laughs> <laughs> that's not the that's answer. Anthem, Maybe yeah. it is. I mean, it might be. <laughs> That's a hard question. I know. I'm I'm thinking through so many different options. I'm drawing a blank. I came up with some good questions, Brian. I this is so, so yes. fun. I'm having the best time. Except for the next one. <laughs> I'm like about to go through my Spotify and see what's up. I know, that's what I'm doing. I'm pulling up like what's my most played. My most played is probably not my life. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be funny if it was like bottoms up or something. I mean, depends on the day. I'm in such a laughing mood right now, and it's all because of this. This is so goofy. I'm having, I really am having the best time. This is, oh. Oh, I'm crying because I'm laughing so hard. I can answer like shortly. I don't know necessarily what the song of, like the anthem of my life is, but I do have a very dear friend of mine who told me that the Wolfpack song Animal Spirits reminds them of me. Um, okay. I don't know that song. So, it's, so it's just so fun. And I think it's because like I'm an astrology nerd and it says something about astrology and the Zodiac and all okay. of that. But like it's it's a very like fun, like positive poppy song. And it's kind of the energy that I want to exude. But I, w- I would love to know what songs people think remind them of me. That's fun. That's always a fun game. I do have a, cool. a playlist that was made for me called Sunshine Girl. That is all like oh, fun, awesome. fun music that I dig, I guess. Nice. Okay, so I'm gonna go back to an old classic from Wicked, which should surprise no one with my previous answer of Kristen Chenoweth. <laughs> I have to say for good. Okay. You know, who can say That's that I've been one. changed for the better, but because I know you, I've been changed for good. You know, everyone I meet makes such an impression on me and I'm just so thankful for the experiences I've had, positive or negative. And yeah. I'm a secret sap. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> now I can't look at you all. Awesome. So the question that Alicia <laughs> couldn't like control herself and like not like ask you guys. So would you rather look like a potato or feel like a potato? <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, wait. Potatoes are literally my favorite food. Like when people ask me yeah, my favorite food, I say potato. Like yeah. it became a meme in my acapella group. I'm sorry. I look like I a potato or feel like a potato. potato that was the ones. option. Uh, sorry, look like what? a potato. Like a potato. I mean, I feel like a potato all the time, so I'll go with that. Yeah, same. I was just telling one of my directors, like she's like, "You're great." I'm like, "No, I'm just a potato. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine." I would love to feel like a potato. I'd feel like the, my favorite thing. <laughs> I will continue I to think want of myself you all that to way. Know that I feel like now I was inspired to put that question on here, given your answer. I am, <laughs> yeah, I'm here for that question. I'm all about it. I yeah. love it. 
Also not related to music or anything that we've talked about today, which Hogwarts house would you be a part of? Oh, I've taken okay. all of the quizzes so, 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 so many times. And as much as I think I'm a Hufflepuff, I'm a Gryffindor. Sorry, the way it goes. All right, all right. So this is a point of contention in one of my friend groups. <laughs> and I'd just like to set the record mm-hmm. straight. I have taken the Pottermore quiz. Mm-hmm. I am Slytherin. Yes. Everyone says I'm Ravenclaw. Yeah. And I think even the way I said that answer was very Ravenclaw. But no, 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 I am <laughs> no, Slytherin. No, because you're smart, <laughs> but like you want to you wanna get stuff done. Like that's... You're ambitious. Like you're, you use your intelligence to help your ambition. That that makes sense. Oh, for good. Yeah, yeah. It for does good. Make sense. I, I'm a Gryffindor and my husband's a Slytherin, so it's kind of funny. Oh. All right. Final question here. What is the strangest thing you've ever experienced? Can I tell you so, off the record? Sure. I please. quarantined with my ex boyfriend and ex-friend who stole a bunch of money from the rest of us for six months while i was unemployed that's the weirdest thing that's ever happened to me that that sounds (laughs) um (laughs) but what about on i know yeah i have to think about that that's that's usually my answer i'm like well you wouldn't believe march (laughs) oh oh i had my nose broken by an 18 pound dachshund okay i'm laughing immediately because i read that online When I Googled you, and I was really hoping for that when I wrote this question down. Yeah. I worked at a doggy daycare for a couple of years, a doggy daycare boarding facility, and it was super fun. And I had a great time and met so many cute dogs and learned a lot too, which has been cool. But yeah, I, I was sitting in like the, the puppy slash small dog group, playtime group, supervising. And there was a, a low energy golden retriever laying underneath my chair. And I bent down to say, hi, Harper. And as I was coming back up, my coworker's 18 pound, technically dachshund lab mix, Dexter okay. was charging at me because he loves to jump up in the lap of whoever's sitting. I don't know he was coming. He just decided when my head was down, he was going <laughs> to run from across the room. So his head collided with the bridge of my nose and I heard it crack. And it didn't do anything. Like, it didn't bleed or anything. I just, I heard it. And I was like, ah, ah, ah. So I got out of there, put some ice on it, called my parents and was like, I don't know. I was 22. And I was like, do I go to that? My mom was like, I think you probably heard the cartilage. If it's not bleeding, you're probably okay. And I was like, so I kept ice on it. Oh I went God. home. I woke up the next day with two black eyes. I went to my dad. I like went to his office, knocked on the door, walked in and was like, hey, should I go to the ER? And he turned around. He All the blood drained from his face. And he was like, uh-huh. Because I like it was just <laughs> oh. gigantic. And I had two big old black eyes. And yeah, it was cracked in four oh places from oh an 18-pound dog. Wow. Oh, boy. See, that's why you pick cats. <laughs> uh-huh. cats yep. dogs yeah, Jody's fat, but she's not I mean, 18 pounds. And she won't come running at me. My cat is 14 pounds, but he doesn't. If cats are 18 pounds, they're not running. Yeah. That's true. That is true. Oh, so, okay, I got to set the scene here a little bit. <laughs> it, it, it's weird. I think it was about two weeks before one of the acapella club's end of term concerts, and I needed to get a vaccine for something. So, you know, I go to the GP, get the vaccine, and then go to rehearsal that night. And as the night is going on, you know, all vaccines are a little bit painful, but as the night's going on, like my shoulder's just getting stiffer and stiffer. And it comes to the point where I'm trying to applaud at the end of a song because someone did something amazingly. And there was so much pain, I couldn't really move my left hand. And I, I mean, the shoulder looked fine. It just felt terrible. So called my uncle, who's a doctor, and apparently this is a thing. It's called frozen shoulder and doesn't usually happen from vaccines, but that's my luck. Yeah, but basically if there's like, you know, some sort of trauma or pain or something, the muscles will kind of overreact and just seize, I guess, to protect the area. And it was a very painful vaccine. So yeah, but then as a result of all that, as I said, this was about maybe two weeks before the concert. So I ended up wearing a sling and I had to perform the whole concert with my left hand. 
land in a sling. <laughs> it lasted that long? And oh, okay, it, it gets a little bit better. <laughs> so one of the advantages of the acapella club at my university was we would all just get to know each other and just form groups just to sing one song in the concert, you know, just between okay. major groups, that sort of thing. A lot of fun. And that term, the concert was in April. So we thought, you know, my friends thought, what better time to do It's Gonna Be Me by NSYNC because oh it was gosh. gonna be May. And I think that was the first set I was performing in of the concert. So that was the first time anyone was seeing me in a sling. So they see me in this like big boy band get up with a sideways hat and baggy trousers and a sling. They're like, oh yeah, she's just like, yeah, it's part of the look. And then the next group I'm in comes out and I'm still wearing it. And they're like, what is she doing? Did she forget? <laughs> No, no, I really couldn't move my arm. Probably the strangest thing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, we've gotten yeah. some some interesting answers to our rapid fire question before, but yes, we did, and it was highly entertaining and this, did not disappoint. Yeah, these answers to this question that that takes the cake. Right <laughs> oh, I'm oh, flattered. We just want to say thank you for all of those answers. That was wonderful and amazing just to hear. We are going to transition to our final part of the show here, where we always like to ask our guests to offer some advice to our listeners, something that they can walk away with something inspirational something that they might just be needing to hear so we asked the same question to our guest today Mackenzie and Lishney if you could offer some advice to our listeners what would you say so I'm type A and this question was in the prep sheet you gave us so I had some time to think about this one and first of all I want to say that the world kind of sucks right now we can't see the people we love and acapella singles are amazing but there's something special when it happens live I feel it is a lot like musical theater although I'm biased I love musical theater but there's, you know, there's something in that connection I guess I would say I know it's it's really hard right now and not being able to do the things we normally do but something else I've really learned especially in all female acapella is that constraint breeds creation and creativity I know it's hard but try to roll with it because you never know what this is going to force you to come up with and what cool things that could lead to whether it's you know with Varsity Focals 2021 with like the video entry format there's so many possibilities with that that wouldn't exist if this was just live on a stage so lean into that a little bit and see what you come up with what about you Mackenzie I, I feel like there's so much energy in this community especially now but all the time and there's so much possibility, like I've said a million times already. If I were to say two things, it's identify your toolbox, get your people and know what they're good at and know what they love. And that, I mean, this goes beyond acapella, just to life in general, like find the people that you trust their opinions and their experiences and their knowledge and their give to something and know who you can count on when you need help and then ask for it. And don't stop dreaming is like the second part. You can do anything. You can literally do anything and you should. I had a birthday and <laughs> I was saying to my mom, I love aging because like the older I get, the more I figure out nobody knows what they're doing. We don't, we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> it's all just such a sham and like there's no limit people that you see doing amazing things it's just because they were like you know, i'm just gonna do it i'm just gonna figure it out i'm going to look at my toolbox and see who can help me who has what i need in order to make this crazy dream a reality i'm going to talk to people i'm going to bounce ideas i'm gonna make it happen because i need to because i want to because my soul says to i would say that just like figure out what the people around you can offer and what you can offer them in return and don't stop trying to do what you want to do and then of course be kind. Just be nice to each mm. other. Please. Be kind to yourself. It. Be hey, kind to that. yourself. Yeah. Love everybody, especially yourself. Yeah. Mm. You're the That's one the person you have. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> That's great advice. Thank you both. If our listeners wanted to learn more about the both of you, about what you're doing with Cutoff Studios, where could they go? Well, of course, you can find Cutoff Studios at at 
cut underscore off underscore studios on Instagram. And you can find us on Facebook as well, cut off studios. We are all over the place and, you know, keep an eye out for that TikTok. So necessary plug. Also keep an eye out for things such as our upcoming blog on the website, newsletters that we are, you know, in the works of all of our video things, virtual lens, check out what we've got going on. Shoot us all a message because we would love to talk to you. And you can find me primarily on Instagram at KenzaCon, K-E-N-Z-A-C-O-H-N. It is lots of baking, lots of cats, lots of just general nonsense. I am an unfiltered human, so you've been warned. Yeah. Wonderful. Uh, listening, anything else that you'd like to plug? <laughs> yes. Well, as I said, operations, we have a lot of good stuff going on and we're excited to get to work with all the acapella groups. We've got our internship program. We've got Masterclass Turado, which is our virtual masterclass option, which offers not only teaching, but consulting in any area you want. And since everything's virtual, you don't have to be in the same city or pay for travel costs. Huge advantage. How could I not plug that? <laughs> and then our video production department. We want to work with more groups. We want to see what groups are doing, whether it's consulting with them, editing what they're doing, or helping them from start to finish. That's definitely something that we're interested in getting more and more involved in. So please, please reach out to me. My email for cutoff, lishni at cutoff studios com or you can find me you can slide into my dms <laughs> thank you Matt, which i'm very new to insta but i do have it now perpetualish so p-e-r-p-e-t-u-a-l-i-s-h such a good pun yeah you can also reach me at mckenzie at cutoffstudios.com or also contact at cutoffstudios.com if emails e a thing but i just love to talk to people so talk to me <laughs> nice well there's so many things to check out there with cutoff studios as well as with mckenzie and lishney please go give them a follow and just be on the lookout for so many amazing projects coming up from them on that note alicia if our listeners wanted to learn more about you where could they go you can find me on Instagram. My Instagram is E squared 1989. How about you, Brian? You can find me on Twitter at the Brian Alex Brian with an I. As always, be <laughs> sure to go give Talkapella a follow on Twitter. We have a Twitter account these days. Talkapella two P's two L's. You can always find us on our website at talkapella.org. And on that note, that's going to wrap up today's episode with our incredible guest, Mackenzie and Lishney. We want to thank you both so much. It just felt like talking to old friends. On that note, please be sure to go give Acaville Radio a follow. They're the reason we're able to have this platform to talk to incredible guests each week. And that's going to do it for today's show. So for everything else, stay tuned.